And we are recording Mr. Joe Dolio from Costa talking about, I suppose, the Brazilian election and what seems to be uh, your country rapidly devolving, or at least that's what I've seen in the news. I never know what exactly is real and what isn't. But um, Joe, you've been on here before. Uh, Costa, introduce yourself, man. Well, hello, everybody. Um, pleasure to be here with uh, Tommy and Joe. Um, my name is Cost. I'm from Brazil originally. I was born here, but was basically raised in the U.S., uh, Europe, and a little bit of Japan, mostly U.S. Um, I grew up there for a while, then uh, was invited back into my country. Uh, long story, you know, another time. But uh, you know, here here we are in Brazil. I'm going through, um, you know, just gone through election, and uh, we are realizing that, you know, we need more, you know, from our government. That we've been getting for the last 15, 15 plus hundred years, you know. So we decided that, you know, uh, the people in Brazil that being very accepting and caring and loving and love samba, soccer, and all that good stuff, people realize that's frivolous in life right now. You know, we have a bigger purpose. Um, Joe, you know, know, you know, knows that you know pretty pretty well. I'm a, I'm a Christian guy. I believe in God. I, you know, try to follow as much as I can and stumble upon you know, all the Ten Commandments and so forth. But we try to keep it tight, you know, as much as we can. I have three kids that live in the states, you know, who I care for very much, and I hope that you guys uh, take upon yourselves to not let it come to go down to waste. Because I have my children there as well. I have everyone here. So, you know, fight for my kids there that I fight for my kids over here. And I hope we can make that deal. And uh, right now we just find ourselves in a, in a pretty big conundrum. You know, what do we do? Do we let the country just given over by communism? Or do we stand against it and, uh, you know, take the reins and change history? You know, that's basically, what, you know, exactly where we are at right now. Um. So can you just for all the listeners, can you explain exactly what is going on in Brazil? And from my limited understanding, I know that it was an extremely uh, sketchy, uh, a lot of fuckery in the election. Um, Bolsonaro seemed to be the the overwhelming uh, uh, favorite. And uh, some much like 2020, there's a lot of election fortification and late night changes. And people are out protesting right now. I think it's uh, set up to three million. And much like the trucker protests in Ottawa in February of this year, I know that the Brazilian Supreme Court is now uh, is now requesting or ordering banks to seize the assets of all of those protesting and endangering democracy. Ironically enough, seizing the assets uh, in order to protect democracy. Isn't that uh, just the craziest thing? <laughs> what it's it's hey we got to. We gotta, we gotta put all the Jews in concentration camps because they might bring fascism. It's like, hold on, Hitler, hold on, <laughs> I Buckaroo. Think you're a fast one on the Adolf. Uh, I think Adolf, you got some more secrets under that mustache. You tricky boy. You, you yeah, Deutschland that's, wizard. That's pretty much what, what, what we've been seeing. You know the, the the Supreme Court. You know they decided that they run the country. You know that they are the three powers they are the executive the legislative and the judicial system they are all three of them yeah. and, uh, you cannot, and if you say anything against even if you are a uh, elected congressman you'll be arrested with no charges you just you just have to say that you are against 
what they're doing and you'll be arrested, you know. And they've been running this show for a couple, you know, for a couple of years now. And uh, we had this thing called CPI, basically was listening condition. You know, and they get the people uh, there, they interview them, and whatever you say is going to be used against you. It doesn't matter if you tell the truth or not. And that they 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 became the the ruler for what is true or not. They are the truth verifiers. Now, it doesn't matter if you have proof. You have you can have physical proof of something. They have said. It doesn't matter. We will be the judge if it's true or not. You know, so it puts you in a very touchy position because you know you are being judged for something that you can't prove your innocence, even if you're innocent, because they will tell you if you're innocent or not because they decide what's true and what's not true. And they've been doing this for a couple of years. They did they did that before the pandemic. They did that. I mean. Well, I mean, horrendously through the pandemic, you know, it was just horrible what they did. They took basically all the powers from the president and uh, they ran the country and just ran over people on every single aspect. The, 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 uh, the economics, you know, the <clears throat> about the, the little beast thing, about education, about, you know, their ideology, you know, LGBTQ and everything else. They said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, you're going to be arrested. If you don't like it, you're going to be, you know, taken away from, you know, for this, this, and that reason. And uh, recently when we had the election, we've been, you know, there's a couple of laws that we have for the election that you have to have a physical way to do a recount if necessary. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. Even though it's law, we're not going to do it because we don't, we put things a waste of time, a waste of money, we're not going to do it. So, because, you know, if you can't, if you can, you know, check the votes, you know, it becomes complicated, you know, your strategy for, you know, putting somebody in power. You recently got a prison. <laughs> you know? so, it's, it's, it's comical if it wasn't so sad, you know. So they, the guy who took the, the, the Lula from, from prison are the guys that Lula put on the Supreme Court. And those guys made him illegible for election which by law he couldn't be you know so it's like get the constitution rip it apart and confetti it you know like a tick like a like a ticket parade uh paper ticket parade like in the, like you have in new york you know like down broadway basically the same thing that's why they did and they invited him with open arms and everything else just for you to measure the level of ignorance of this whole this whole scenario when Bolsonaro, you know, took over presidency, I know four years ago, the Supreme Court, one of the ladies on the Supreme Court, she handed him the Constitution, and uh, you know, she said, you know, don't be a fascist, you know, follow the Constitution, stay within the Constitution. When you know, when Lula, you know, was put in the presidency with this, you know, voting scheme, you know. They had a dinner, they opened, you know, they opened arms and embraced Lula, you know, kisses and slaps on the face and happiness all around. You know, wait a second. This is this there's something going here that shouldn't be happening, you know. So the problem, the problem that we have right now is that we realize, you know, we, we, we have realized that a long time ago, but with you know Lula being put, you know, as the elected being put as the elected president. You know, I'm choosing the word very carefully because I don't want to see it the other way because it's completely incorrect, you know. So being him put there as the elected president, 
the economy just is completely crashing within days of you know, them announcing that. I mean, the stock market crashed, you know, crashed about 5,000 points. The dollar, you know, climbed, I think it was about 20%. Inflation climbed, I don't know how many points. I mean, and, and people are like, well, this is temporary. And then Lula goes into onto the media and says, well, I don't give a crap about the market. You know, they'll have to deal with me. And then you crash again the market, the stock market, and inflation rises up and dollar skyrockets up again, you know. And you can see the graphics. It just goes like this, and then suddenly, boom, it just goes right up, <clears throat> completely up. It's just like, I mean, inflation rising, dollar rising. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. So, the you know, people, even people who are favorable of Lula, they start realizing that, wait a second, this guy made a bunch of promises that after he was put as the elected president, he's saying he's not going to do any any one of them. You know, like he said, Bolsonaro, he's reelected. He's going to cut the, 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 you know, the, the dole, you know, like the, the minimum wage thing that people receive when they're not working, you know, from 600 to 400. And, and Bolsonaro said, no, I'm, not, I'm never going to do that. I'm the one who put it 600. When Bolsonaro is elected, you know, he's going to cut the minimum wage from 1400 to 1200 says no i raised it to 400 1400 i don't have a reason why to take it down so guess what happened when lula was put and uh and uh, put as the elected president he said well we don't have enough money so we're gonna have to cut the dole you know from 600 to 400 and we're gonna cut the, 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 the minimum wage from 1400 to 1200 and then every the people are like whoa wait a sec wait a second i wasn't counting on that you said that you're not gonna no you said that bolsonaro was gonna do that you know, and then people are like getting really pissed off. So you're you trying know? to tell me that Lula lied? No, you know, he said that he diverted his. He's like he diverted the truth. You know, Costa. Maybe you should just stop threatening democracy. That's, that's all right, I'm right? taking away from this is that you're that's, a fascist. That's how I feel. That's how I. That's the only way I feel is that me and Joe need to put on all black and beat you with a bike lock. That's how well, I'm we, feeling, right? We do have some new windbreakers <coughs> and, and face masks we need to break in. Our so. khakis are crisp. Our khakis are crisp. <laughs> Our khakis are crisp. <laughs> that's the, the that's that's with our Ohio State flag. We're gonna come down there. My my agents outside at the sidewalk in a van going, they're dropping new code. Khakis are crisp. What does it mean? <laughs> um, it yeah. means nothing, you faggots. Joe, can you can you uh can you chime in on this? So. This is the threat to democracy, my three-year-old right here. It, you know, all I see is a little brown shirt and lederhosen. Yeah, I see some threatening a free Europe. I see, I see a pair of terrorists right there. That's all I see is Um, that that looks like a Bin Laden home video. Right. (laughs) So the 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 biggest issue here uh, that was kind of a, a false bill of goods for the Brazilian people was Lula's alliance with uh, criminal organizations. So that's why he went to prison. Uh, Public corruption and his alliances with all these organized crime groups that pretty much run life on a day-to-day basis in the favelas. Uh, And they were out celebrating the night of the election because they knew that it was game on. They could do whatever they wanted. They didn't have to worry about raids anymore. They didn't have to worry about all these other things. And so uh, in a country where it's kind of hard to get guns, all of a sudden all these guns came out uh, and there was some shooting and things like that. And what troubled me the most is you always see this with the I'm protecting mud democracy crowds. And that first night 
uh, Costa can attest to this. They were running around the favelas shooting anyone in a Bolsonaro shirt, not even not even arguing. They were just shooting you. And that's where the danger lies. Right. Uh, because now the, the, the tide has turned. Those people are through with their celebration. And now it's the Bolsonaro's uh, side's turn to protest. Um, fortunately, we're not committing the violence that the other side was, but um, that potential is there. And, and when I say we, I, have, I feel a very strong connection to the country, not just because Costa's he's essentially become like a brother to me. But my, my father went to high school uh, in, in Brazil. My grandfather worked at the embassy there for a good many years. And uh, so I have really strong ties to the community there and to that public. And uh, it breaks my heart to see what happened. And what's so funny is Costa said, watch, this is going to be a preview of what's going to happen up there in your elections. And he was 100% right. Yeah. Craziness, man. Craziness. Yeah. And the, the thing that Joe, that Joe just said right now, you know, you have, um, you have, you know, basically, it's another picture of my, my, other, my other son. My wife and the little baby, the seven-month-old baby, and if you look around, if you actually able to look around, about eighty, about like say sixty percent of the people there, they are like retirement age or to retire age. Yeah, you know. And then you have small children. Then you have you know guys on their forties and their fifties. But the, the huge bulk of these people on the streets protesting, they're like in their sixties, their eighties, their nineties. You know. And the, and the Supreme Court guy, we call him the emperor, you know, he's saying that those people are a threat to democracy, you know? And, and the thing is, if you go where we are protesting, you're not going to find a piece of paper on the floor. Nothing's going to be broken. It's not going to have graffiti anywhere. There are no pulled plants stepped on, nothing like that, you know? There are no, there, I mean, the place is clean, absolutely clean. People that have, you know, the, the chemical bathrooms, they have everything. And they say that we are, you know, um, destroying, you know, democracy because we are a threat to democracy because we're violent. We're, we're Nazi fascist. But the thing is, we have to remember that. And it's good to remi remind people that the Nazi fascist people, they are socialist and communist, you know. And because, you know, what you do is you have your tyrannical. You want, you know, uh, you want the state to control everything. You know, which we don't, you know, we want to take care of our business. You, you do your thing, you know, be small, we'll do our thing, and then we'll pay you some money and take care of the rest. But we want to take care of everything, you know, don't worry about it. it. To, tell them about the threat that they just issued to your children. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, that was lovely. Um, because we're protecting, you know, uh, protesting on the, you know, in front of the, the, the Army headquarters, you know, you have the Army, you know, area that, you know, only the army is responsible for the area. So as we were there, these guys, they came over from the CPS, the equivalent of CPS in the States, and they said that, you know, they're going to take the children away from us because, you know, the children are in danger. We're endangering our children. And I had asked the judge and, uh, and, and uh, a couple of police officers, and, they, and I said, well, wait a second. They are saying that they're going to take my child away. I'm in an army base area. Only the army can do anything in that area unless you have an actual crime, like you're murdering somebody, you're, you're, you're robbing somebody with a gun, then the other people can intervene. But other than that, they cannot do anything. 
So the CPS said, you know, we're going to take your children away because you're protesting. You, your child shouldn't be in a home. We're like, no. So <coughs> the, the judge, excuse me, and asked the judge, like, well, if they touch my child, you know, can I call, you know, attempted pedophilia? Because I don't know this guy. Fuck yeah. And if they grab my child from me, can I call it attempted kidnapping? And because of that, do I have the opportunity and the chance by law to protect my child even through lethal force? And the guy says, well, it's in the law. If somebody is trying to do that to your child, you have the right to protect your child any means you can, including the use of lethal force. You know, so people are starting to understand that, you know, this is going to turn bad at some point. Yeah. And, you know, what happened a few other days before that was the um, the federal police sent a bunch of uh, food safety auditors and tax auditors to where the protests yeah. were to try to shut down the vendors to starve the people out. Well, the military police rolled up on them and said, hey, this is our territory. You can't come in here. And if you keep messing around, we're going to be the ones that are turning you away. And the video is fantastic. It shows these slumped shouldered uh, federal police walking in front of the military police who are just like, get out, get to stepping. It was a it was a classic moment. Yeah. And, and, the, and the people are starting to realize that we have we have that power right now, which before we did not know that we had that, you know, so. It's it's like an awakening. I, I'm not, you're not, it's not you're not being wo- you're not woke. You're awakened, which is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are starting to see that we have this you know this power. You know, because su- we like we say, supreme is the people, not the supreme court. You know, it's not the justices. It's not the president. This is not for Bolsonaro that we're doing this. You yeah. know, we're doing this for Brazil, for our people. If you know, if Bolsonaro has another election, and, and, and uh, you no, know, because the, the point is, we're trying to cancel this election and do a new one. If we can do that, and if Bolsonaro loses to a different guy, that's fine. Yeah, Lula cannot be in the ballot, and we're not doing this for Bolsonaro. We're doing this for Brazil, for our children, for ourselves, for our businesses, for the you know, our get- grandchildren to come and so forth. You know, so the mission right now is, you know, what can we do? to stop this horrendous criminal, you know, from, from taking over, you know, the country. And all the criminals, for, for you to imagine this, the, the transition, you know, um, team that Lula <coughs> set up, it's about, <coughs> excuse me, almost 300 people. Bolsonaro had 19 when he did it. So he has 300 people. Out of those 300, about 200 are people who are um, ex-prisoners, People who have, I mean, I don't know how many and countless of uh, suits against them for corruption, for money laundering, for, I mean, for everything you can possibly imagine, you know. So Lula got everybody who was basically an ex-criminal, former criminal, and brought in to his, you know, cabinet. What can you expect from a, from, from a place running like that? Yeah. You know, so, so we, it's like, I'll, I'll give you a classical example. The emperor, which is the president of the Supreme Court, you know, um, he called in yesterday all the, the the general secretaries of the military police of each and every state of Brazil, the 27 states and the federation. He called in for them to have a meeting with him, but he has he has no authority over that. Who has authority over that? 
is the governor of each state. But he said, no, I am ordering that. And the guys are going to have to submit to me and my orders. Because he's trying to get those guys to go full force on us, to remove us from those areas, you know, from protesting, you know. So what happened was he, he went to the states, he got harassed in the states from all, this, all the, crim, the crimes that the, the, the Supreme Court has been, you know, you know imposing on people from, from the pandemic, you know, through everything else. When he got back, he figured out, I'm going to double my, my bat. And he did. But the Brazilian people said, okay, we're going to be all in then. <laughs> you know? So people are like, okay, we're gonna stop all, we're gonna stop working. We, we're gonna do a strike. Because for example, if I'm if I'm if I'm striking and in my house or on the street and I don't want to work, you cannot force me to work. Correct? You know, we don't we don't we're not a communist country yet, so you cannot force me to work. I can stop, you cannot force me to go to work. So we're like, okay, you want this? So we're gonna stop all the, the, the you know, the, the chain and the supply chain. And then, if you want, you go pump gas, you go stock the shelves in the supermarket, you go clean the streets, do whatever. You got, you guys don't have eleven guys in the Supreme Court. Go do it. Multiply thyself. Go do it. We're not gonna do it anymore. And they're pissed. And I think that's what we're gonna see happen here in America with this. Uh rail strike situation they're going to vote to strike the government's going to order them that they can't go on strike for 80 days and they're going to be like yeah but i don't have to work very hard what what is the rail strike so they're voting on a contract and um three of the unions have said they're going to vote no and if they vote no then there's going to be a strike but under federal law the rail is kind of a critical industry so they can declare that um, they can get an injunction that says that they have to work for another 80 days of negotiations. And then after that 80 days, they can actually go on strike. But if you force people who want to go on strike to go back to work, guess what? They're not going to work very hard. So I can, I can come to work and do nothing and still get paid, which is where I think this can happen. Uh, Costa, for, um, for the military turning away the federal police, is the military made any sort of official or unofficial uh, statement or declaration on on where they stand? I can't. I can't hear you. Sorry. You're good. Um, actually, what happened was the uh, they meet the right when 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 the election and results came out. The military said, well, you know, Falula, you know, was the elected president, so we're not going to oppose, you know, we're not going to do anything against him, you know, taking over government. You know, they were like the first people, you know, to, you know, to put a note out. We got very upset with that. You know, we didn't like that. We thought that was very unnecessary to begin with. And then, you know, time came by and then we went to the streets to start complaining, complaining, complaining. And uh, especially about the, the voting machines and stuff like that. So they said, OK, we're going to investigate that. So. As they said they were going to investigate, what happened was they uh, they said, okay, we're going to put a note out and tell you what we, you know the findings that we had you know, from our uh, studies. And they and they put out a note that I mean it was just so soft, so soft that he couldn't believe it, you know. And uh, then they had a horrible surprise because the entire population just beat them down. Oh, wait a second. Oh, hello, honey. Look at this. This is. 
Uncle Tommy and Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe is hiding behind the, the little sticker right there. Say hi. 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 Okay, oh, look, it's Uncle Joe. Everybody, a kiss and go because I'm on the online. So, um, wait a second. What was I saying now? Um, okay, they put out a note that was very soft, you know. So, I mean, everybody just beat them down a pulp, you know, like a little knob, rub it into a knob, you know, through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and everything. So, their feelings got hurt. They're like, oh my God, you know. So then the next day, they put this real strong note says, well, we never said the election was not stolen and there was no fraud. What we said was this, this, and that you guys didn't understand. So now we give 10 days for the Supreme Court, the election Supreme Court, to say something, you know, and the date is today. Hey, honey, you're going to say hi? Okay, say hi. Now the next one. Hi. Look, Hello. it's Uncle Tommy and Uncle Joe. Is Joe going to make an appearance again? But say, oh, look at this. It's Uncle Joe. Okay, send him a kiss and, and go down your way. All right, go. So, you know, the army, they, they, they got yes, really hurt about that. No, they're honey. Okay, well, honey, that's one of the meeting right now. Sorry, guys. But anyway, so um, what happened was they. They really, you know, got upset with that, and then now they, they're like, okay, we're siding with the people. So then we, you know, we strengthen in the, our numbers in, in front of the, the military compounds, the headquarters. And uh, what happened is they started to see, you know, that they need us instead of us needing them. Because Why? Because Lula had this thing called National for uh, Forza, uh, Forza Nacional, which is like National Force, National Guard which was um, constituted in 2004 when he was a president, you know, back then. And uh, that is literally forming, trained by the Bolivian army, which is, you know, communist and horrible as it could possibly be. So they already have that. So he wants to deinstitutionalize every single military police, federal police, civil police, civil guard, and everything else and get only these people to take care of the Brazilian security, okay? And the, why he wants to do that? Because they want to transform Brazil and the other South American central countries into Mercosul, which is like this, you know, um, European Union, and have, you know, our own coin and everything else. And this Bolivian, you know, Bolivian army is going to be the central police for this entire space, this continent. Can you imagine the disaster of that? And I'll give you I'll, and I'll give you the disaster numbers. Our inflation right now is about six percent. Okay, Venezuela I think is one hundred and thirty-five percent. Argentina is eighty-five percent. We're six percent. So basically, we're gonna have to support the entire South and Central America. Yeah, fuck that. Joe, are you on? Are you on speaker? No. Uh, your your microphone sounds really far away. Yeah, yeah. And what what Joe is saying about you know about guns and everything else. Here we have you know the we have very strict you know law, you know gun laws, 
And uh, we have, uh, you know, disarmament here was, was pretty strong, you know, even though the people here did not want to be disarmed, they did a very strong push on disarmament. And now for you to get a gun and buy a gun and stuff like that, it's very hard for you to get one, you know, unless you're a criminal, obviously. <clears throat> and uh, even though Bolsonaro reduced crime for about 40% or 45% the last four years, you know, crime is still relatively high. But the problem is Lula, Lula promised that when he, you know, when he takes over government, he's going to confiscate every single gun. Okay, honey, go. Sorry. <laughs> you see, when you get married, you're going to go through this. <laughs> I'm, dude, I, I can barely handle myself. I can, <laughs> I can barely be on time to my own podcast in my own he room. He doesn't dress himself. I don't dress myself. I have a I have a butler that doesn't speak English that I keep chained <laughs> to my refrigerator. His name is Chives. He dresses me every day. Um, <laughs> um, um, but so uh, Lula wants to confiscate every weapon. Every weapon, and you know what happens when that happens, right? Well, yeah, no, the utopia. That's when utopia. Bad. That's I don't want to hear any of your misinformation. That is when utopia happens and all crime stops. Yeah. Whenever someone wants to take away your weapon, it's not because they're going to do something that would make you use a weapon against them. It's uh, when somebody wants you to unlock your door, it's just because they want the door unlocked. They don't want to come in. They just want you to unlock the door. They, they want you to feel free and safe. Yes, of course. That's all Hitler was trying to do. A more yeah. equitable society. Uh, obviously, obviously. You know, Maduro did the same thing recently. Of course. Stalin did that. You know, They're just, just trying to help. Wow. Pol Pot. Yeah. So many good examples. So kind, kind people. It's just a great leap forward, if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um you to to kind of go back a couple minutes, you said that there was what an, like what an ultimatum or something for the Supreme Court for ten days, and you said that day is today. Yeah, to, the day is today. The day is, ah! Ella, we're busy now, honey. Yeah, the, the day is today at night. Supposedly they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're going to receive the, the source code for all the voting booths, you know. But the emperor already said that, you know, that this this um, subject is finished. We have nothing else to talk about it. Wow. So he's saying that he's not going to give the codes. Oh, so okay. basically, he's saying to the military, you know, you guys shut up. I'm not going to give what you're asking by law. Even though you guys, by law, have the right to do that, I'm not going to do it because, you know, I am the emperor <laughs> yeah, of the, the universe. Whole, yeah, the that doesn't really instill a lot of uh, faith that something good's going to happen. What's his name? Well, he's the emperor. Oh, yeah. We just call him the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That seems like a fair minded guy that's for the people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it seems so. It's a kind of a silly. St again, it, it'd be funnier if it wasn't so evil. But I mean, I, I feel like it, it should just be the most common sense, like whoever it is, Republican, Democrat, whatever, anybody that is anybody that is is favored by an election being drawn out for 10 days or ballot machines breaking or kicking out poll watchers. I mean, I, I truly don't believe that people aren't aware of what's going on and i think that at least in the united states that there's such a strong hatred for the other side that people are willing to go this looks shady but i don't care my side is winning 
whenever or the emperor in Brazil saying that we're not going to examine the source code, I mean, you you know it in your gut. You know that something's fucking. But yeah, absolutely, and and the funny, interesting thing is that one of the guys who actually um being very upfront and forward helping the Brazilians to prove the the you know the possible fraud in the election is from Argentina, and he did about four four uh, in, installments, you know, you know, showing that and how you know that a lot of the votes were um electronically inserted, you know, way past you know the the, the voting time. Which is electronically, so they couldn't do it on read-only files. The read-only files they had they've been updated several times after that. <laughs> you know? So, how can a read-only file be updated? You know, three, four, five times after they became read-only. <laughs> you know? So today, one of the guys, um, um, let's say, technical advisors. Because you know he's been, you know the, those guys from the Supreme Court have been saying that he's been lying, he's a fraud and stuff like that. So they did something very, um, very nice. You know, I think he, in, in lieu of proving that he was lying, one of his technicians he put a step-by-step um, way on how you can get in <laughs> the voting system yourself from home. <laughs> from home. Yeah, he put on Twitter a step-by-step to prove that he's not lying. Says, you know, if you guys say I'm lying, how is this step-by-step give access to anyone to your, you know, voting system? <laughs> I. It almost seems too comical, right? Do, doesn't. It almost seems like they're 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 like goading people into revolting. Right, it's well, yeah. Like the, the guy, he is he's the kind of guy that he goes into the country club, and he basically just you know th- you know physically threatens people because he's the supreme being and nobody can touch him, and uh, you know he just gloats about himself and anybody who looks you know cross-eyed at him, he gets the police to threaten that guy. And uh, goes and blocks the guy's accounts, and he does this at the country club. I mean, he's that conceited of a person, you know. So, um, he what ha- what happened with this, you know, uh, conceited being was that at one point he said, you know, I'm bigger than the world. I'm omnipotent, omnipresent. I can do whatever I want. So he threatened the truckers. You know, and Lula said, and he backed it up. Lula said, you know, the the agribusiness and the truckers, they're completely dispensable. Yeah. Well, they're about to find out that that's not true. Because when you stop, when you when you stop, I mean, completely halt the supply chain, it's going to be very evident that they are very much needed. <laughs> you know, because you don't, you're not going to have rice, you're not going to have beans, you're not going to have lettuce. Not gonna have milk, and not gonna have gasoline, and not gonna have clothing, not gonna have anything. Yeah, I mean, real quick. Yeah, I get it. It seems too. It seems like a trap. It seems too easy because these tyrannical forces always benefit when things go to shit, because then they can come in with the saving hand. Well, but but the but the problem is that the, the population right now. 
it's backing up those truckers. Okay. You see? And uh, people are like, okay, let's, let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Let's go in and uh, let's support the truckers. And if we have to be one week or two months, you know, without, you know, having to go to the supermarket because there's nothing else, we're going we're gonna to send you. We're going to do it. And uh, they became very afraid and they start, you know, um, passing on fines, you know, from 100,000, 500,000. They blocked a bank that financed, it was a financing bank that financed truckers. You know, they, they, they uh, froze their accounts of over 10 billion last night. And then the largest soy distributor in Brazil, they locked all his accounts. The guy has 3,000 workers. I don't know how many hundreds of, of trucks. The guy said, okay, you guys want to play the game? Nobody's going to go to work. Another guy he has, I don't know, like tens, tens of trucks company. He said, okay, I'm giving you know advanced vacation to everybody all the way through New Year's. You guys don't have to work. I'm paying for it. So transport is being halted in a way that, you know, 2018, we had a fine example. And I was a mediator for that between the truckers, the police, and the president of Brazil. And uh, we got that resolved at the time. Bolsonaro was running for president. This time, it's it's going to be to the bones. You know, it's going to be a grind. How, how resilient are the people in this? Do you think it's going to last? Oh, yeah. I mean, people people from, you know, middle class and upper middle class are sleeping on the streets in front of the army headquarters. You would never see those guys standing on a wet grass before to, before this, this, uh, this election. So what do you think is going to happen, Costa? Well, as I was talking to one of the, the police commanders, um, let this, I don't know, like, was like 4 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Um, it might get very ugly, very quick, in, in order for this to stop. But, I mean, it's probably going to turn real ugly real fast. And then we're going to have something real good come out of it. Because I don't see it, you know. We, you know, no, we already said it. This guy has to be arrested. There's no conciliation. There's no talking. There's no patting on the back. Let's, 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 there's no do-over, you know. Like, we're going to stop when this guy's in jail. And we have new elections. And Lula's go back to prison and so forth, you know. And that's it. You know, so, I mean, and the truckers, they are dictating, you know, what's going to happen. Because, for example, I say, so, no, I, I'm going to open my business right now. I have a, a supermarket and I'm going to open my supermarket. My shelves are empty. What good does it do for me to open a supermarket? And since he blocked and, and arrested for, and, and, and arrested all the accounts and all the in, in lands and houses and everything from 46 truck owners, all the trucking businesses in Brazil said, okay, this is the way you guys are going to do it. We are feeling like we're being threatened. Our business is being threatened. Our livelihood is being threatened. I could be the next person. So we're all going to stop. And within minutes, I mean, literally within minutes that this happened, the entire south of Brazil, it was blocked. The northern part of Brazil, the territory, you know, it's called Jorema, which is on frontier with Venezuela, was stopped. Pará, which is a large distributor of food, was stopped. And now just Sao Paulo and Minas are taking a little bit of time to do it. But once, once Sao Paulo and Minas Gerais, which is the, the southeast, they do it, 
man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop to a halt real quick. Um, in terms of things getting ugly, very ugly, very quickly, what do you think that would look like if that happens? Um, I'll probably what it probably happened is like this: you get this uh, the emperor, you know, to get uh, you know some idiots and on the the police force, you know, who expect some kind of benefit or you know some kind of um, you know up rank or whatever you know they expect him to have or prom- being promised, and they will probably come down with batons and uh, water hoses and hurt somebody real bad. But the problem is, those guys are going to be hitting on old people and children mostly. And uh, what's going to happen is they're going to, you know, I, I already said to the commander yesterday, he said, you know, you guys are going to get the water hose because it's, oh, we're going to get the water hoses. We're not going to shoot at anybody, even with rubber bullets. And they're like, okay, good. You're going to get a lady who's 80-something years old with a water hose that has a 500 PSI hit her square in the chest. You're going to break all her bones. She's going to fall back, hit her head. She's going to have an hemorrhage, and she's going to die. It says, and then you're going to see the country catch on fire. Yeah. Because that's everybody has a mother and a grandmother, man, and this is a bad thing to happen. You guys are going to hit somebody. You, know, you hit a child with a baton, and, man, this is going to put the country on fire. And what I told him says, you know, it's getting to the point, you know, and it's getting quickly to the point that, you guys are going to be asked to stop us using brutal force and lethal force. Even though we're, we're completely unarmed, you guys are going to be asked that at some point. And the thing is, you guys are going to have to take a, pick a side. It says, I'm not going to tell you what you have to do, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to pick a side. Is it, you're either going to shoot and kill us, or you're going to step in front of us and protect us. And those are the only two ways that can possibly happen. And yeah. this is it's gonna be, and I told you, it's gonna have to be a quick decision, because yeah. you're gonna be killing the people who are unarmed, because you know the Supreme Court told you guys to do that and stop us, or you guys are gonna be protecting us. There are no two ways about it. Unfortunately, this is how this stuff have you know starts and how this stuff ends. Yeah, it all happens very very quickly. Yeah, it's in every history book. It's just yeah, it's, every historical yeah. example is. You just gotta hope they make the right call in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I I particularly think they will, uh, because um, most of them are, you know, commoners like uh, like us. They're people from society. They live, they they breathe, they go to the club, they take the kids to school, they have families. Don't, most of those guys, they're Christian guys. They have they are God fearing people, and uh, obviously, you always have those guys who. You know, care about nothing. They just want a career, and, and they'll do whatever it takes. You always have a criminal like that amongst the good ones. Yeah. But I think you know, by far, outstandingly, we have that many more good guys on our side than we're gonna have. You know, bad bad apples. You know, to you know, try and rise. You know, against us. You know, so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Joe, your thoughts. I think that these are the times that, that are coming everywhere. And I think Brazil's just sort of a canary in the coal mine, right? I, I think that we're going to see these kind of things happening everywhere. As you both know, my theory is that there's going to be a collection of worldwide civil wars. We see yesterday and today leading guys from the World Economic Forum talking about their plans to institute oh, I don't know, vaccine IDs and social credit scores to see what your carbon footprint is and decide 
what you're allowed to buy, what you're allowed to do based on how much carbon you create. Mm -hmm. These kind of things are going to lead to this exact situation worldwide because most people are not just going to roll over and submit to that. So I think that this is the canary in the coal mine. It's the first of the things to come. Yeah, I think you're correct. I think that for decades, there's kind of been the luxury of punting the issue down the road. And it's exactly right. It's, exactly. it's finally coming to your front door. It's do you submit to this or, and there's no third option. It's either you submit to it and instead of submitting to it and it not having any repercussions, like, eh, what do I care about domestic surveillance? And then you just go about your life. Now it's here. Now it's do you submit to it? Put your arm out. Take the shot. Take the worst. Where's the ID? Do you want to go some? You got to go through the military checkpoint. And then if you don't, well, then it's how do you in this physical well, the reality? Part of this is that everyone thinks it's going to be the other side they're going to do this to, right? Yeah, I want them to force those other people to do this, not realizing that that's a double-edged sword and it cuts in both directions. It's going to impact everybody's lives. Oh, it's the same as free speech. Free speech isn't for that which you agree with. It's for that which boils your blood and disgusts you. What mm -hmm. the government does to the person you hate the most is what they can also do to you. So if you're yeah. cheering on the government cracking down on a protest, that you are you are giving them approval for them to do it to you. That's all it is. If you're cheering on Department of Homeland Security vans, throwing Antifa members in unmarked vans, then you're also cheering on the jailing of January 6th protesters. There's no there really is no in between. And it's it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's what you give tacit approval of the them to do to the quote others they will do to you. It's just factual. It's just what it is. That's an excellent point because um you know just like you said, you know, you have an opinion that you don't like, and then you have the government to just go and be authoritarian and just go and just get that person, just gives them a real good beating. And up to the point that you have an opinion that the government doesn't agree with. Yeah. You're you're one opinion away from receiving that same good beating. Yeah. That's the problem. Absolutely. Well, um, I guess to sort of uh to to bring this episode to an end, um what what events need to take place for me to become the emperor of the Brazilian Supreme Court? <laughs> what, I, for you to become the emperor in Brazil? Yeah. What what well, events need have, to take well, place for me and Joe very to rise simple, to power? Very simple. You have to be um, the lawyer for a, um, a criminal organization. Okay. Then you have to be the the, the secretary of defense and the in the completely. Um, set up the the equivalent of CIA and FBI in Brazil. Okay. Okay. You have to you have to do all that. Then you have to facilitate the entrance of terrorists. You know, and then after you've done that, you go into you you um, facilitate the death by uh, another supreme member who doesn't agree with the with everybody else by an airplane fault. But this is all hypothetical. Oh, okay. And then you know that person will be killed, and will open a spot that the the criminal who's you know then president will put you in that spot for you to be arrested later, somebody to be arrested for that criminal to be arrested later. You as the as the Supreme Court to take that person out. 
that person to become the president and you know life is a beautiful fairy tale i don't i don't see anything that's beyond our capabilities i was about to say joe can we get that done <laughs> well i, I gotta be how long can we get that done i think i think we can put our noggins together why not i don't know all i need is a boat and we can make this happen i <laughs> i give it six months before me and, <laughs> me and joe rule brazil yeah we will be benevolent dictators though oh yeah no no roll you will use these powers for good we'll be the first ever dictator to do it but we, it'll be a first we'll use it for good we won't That's abuse the power yeah, it's like it's like socialism. It was just done right every other time. Yeah, it wasn't done right. It's when I'm in charge, <laughs> then I will truly convey to you guys that we don't need to look at the voting machines. Just trust me. It's now, so simple. Why people can get that? I don't know. Now, now, obviously, I will have to make a token sacrifice, and cost cost of that's you. I I will be handing you over to the crowds. Oh, but, there you go. like like. Like Pontius Pilate and Jesus and Barabbas, I mean, there is historical precedent for this. It's I gotta happen, gotta happen, and I'll have to happen. And I think that you understand that this omelet will not be made without some eggs being broken. And yeah. I think that I believe in you. I think that you'll trust it's me not, to make that. Decision. The question is not if you break the eggs; you just have to break them gently. Yes, and quietly <laughs> and slowly, so nobody knows. And then censor anybody talking about the omelet being made. <laughs> With that, Joe Dolio. Costa, I will put up, as always, the links to Joe's books as well as his Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I've been banned for about a month now, so I don't know what's going on there. But I imagine Joe is still a good follow. And uh, Costa, you got Twitter? You got a website? You got anything? Yes, I got. I got Twitter. My is R R Costa underline 2012. Can you text it to me? Yes. I'll put it in the description. Cool, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I'd love to do it again. Costa, thank you for coming on here, man. It was wonderful oh, to meet you. you and uh, Joe, don't be so shy next time. You can show your face. All right. Right on. Just packing for a trip. That's all. <laughs> all right. And anybody who doesn't have a tactical wisdom, you know, book yet serious, you know, make yourself uh, um, available into um, Amazon and purchase because the times are calling for that. Oh, there will be a date when those books will be banned. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Go buy the books. The links will be in the description. Both their Twitters will be in the description. Go follow them. You can't follow me. I'm banned, but whatever. Who gives a shit? Gentlemen.